Welcome, everybody, to yet what feels like another of many crossovers, but not really, of the Locked On Pittsburgh Pirates podcast and the Locked On New York Yankees podcast with myself, Ethan Smith, and my wonderful co-host of this crossover today, Stacey Gotsoulias, who is just on a joyride of enjoying Aaron Judge playing baseball. On today's episode, we're going to recap what was, I guess you could call a two-game series. I wouldn't call it a series. I would just call it two games between the Yankees and the Pirates that transpired at Yankee Stadium. We're going to talk about Aaron Judge's stellar season, the things he's done, how good he's been this year, where he might end up if he doesn't stay in New York, as well as anything else that Stace wants to add about her lovable giant, because we have our own here in Pittsburgh and O'Neill Cruz, who I would like him to get up to 285, but that would take some vigorous training. <laughs> Obviously, I think the big talking point here, Stace, from this series to get things rolling has to be the bottom of the ninth inning in the first game. Down 8-4, to four, Judge hits number 60. The crowd goes nuts. The scramble for the ball in left field was even better. He gifts the kids afterwards a signed, uh, signed bat, a signed ball, you know, does the whole nine yards, which even sparked another conversation about what people would ask for for a milestone ball, which some interesting answers thrown in there. And then Stanton hits the grand slam, after which I found very interesting being booed earlier in the game mm-hmm. and then oh, yeah. being cheered like he's the second coming of Mickey Mantle. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts going into your head after Judge hit the home run? Because this is how I was, and I talked about it on my show yesterday on Wednesday. I kind of knew when he did that, and then Rizzo got the double that the game was over, and an 8-5 to five lead never felt so little in my entire life. But now, looking back on it, I'm like, okay, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. But when the bases were loaded and Stanton was up, there was a 50-50 chance he was hitting that. So what was going through your head after Judge hit number 60 and everything that transpired? Well, it was funny because when he hit 60, I thought to myself, okay, he got that out of the way. Great. You know, now they'll lose because my thought was the, the Yankees have been doing so terrible against the NL Central minus the Cubs this season mm-hmm. that I was just like, they're going to split this series again. This is going to be ridiculous. And then Rizzo hits the double, and I'm thinking – okay, maybe this isn't as over as I thought it was. Glaber walks, and I'm like, okay, this things are heading somewhere. And yeah. when I saw that Stanton was there <laughs> after Donaldson, I was like, this is going to be great. And that 2-1 pitch that he fouled off really hard, really, really hard, the ump had to kind of like step away for a second. In my head, I thought, oh, my God, if he straightened that out, it would have gone through the wall. It probably would have been harder hit than the one he actually hit for the Grand Slam. And I know that Aaron Boone, after the game, said, I don't know if they measured that right. I think that was 130. It didn't even look like 118 off the bat because it, what was the uh, degree, 16-degree launch angle? Yeah, that thing? yeah, it was just a liner. It wasn't, it wasn't a moonshot. It was just, okay, he hit it, game over. Like, yeah. it, you barely had time to think before the ball hit the ground. It was like, okay, the game's done. Yeah, he's just unbelievable. And it's so funny how hard he hits the ball. His swing reminds me of Gary Sheffield. Mm-hmm. When Sheffield was on the Yankees, 
Um, if anyone told me they had tickets on the right side, lower level of the old stadium, I'd be like, um, no, because he would foul the ball off to the third base side. And I would be afraid that someone was going to get killed because he hit the ball so hard. And I really wish that StatCast existed in 2004 because I know that man was hitting balls that were definitely over 110 miles an hour. And Stanton is just, he murders the ball. It's unbelievable. Where Judge... His swing is a little more graceful, where yeah. Stanton is like doing CrossFit sledgehammer tire. I, it's just it's unbelievable watching him. He, hit a he's ball. wood. He's literally wood cutting. It y- feels yes, like. he's right. like literally throwing not only his hands and his arms, he's throwing his entire body yeah. at the ball, which we see from O'Neill Cruz a lot here in Pittsburgh. He does the same thing, but he's not as burly yet. Yeah. I would like to see him put on some weight. That's something I have talked about. I wonder if he could put on that weight and remain the speedy guy that he is and keep his composure at shortstop being that tall and that big. Yeah. After it all happened and everything went down, I said, and this is no offense outside of the other time we played the Yankees. I've maybe watched the Yankees a couple times. And even on Tuesday, when I previewed the series, I said, attack the pitchers. Yeah. When you do that against the Yankees, their offense sometimes from what I've seen and what I've heard can be inconsistent. You don't know which offense you're getting at any given point. Mm -hmm. It appeared that we got the inconsistent one when we were up eight to four. I really thought when Castro hit that home run, I thought that was going to be something I was going to be talking about for a week. Mm -hmm. That felt like the, okay, there's the dagger, go out there and pitch two innings, get out of here. If judge hits 60, whatever, get out of the, get out of it. He can have his little milestone and then go home. Yeah. Right. And then, like you said, Rizzo hits that, and then, of course, uh, Glaber gets on base, and you're just like, okay, this is like a playoff game almost at this point. Yeah. It really – it was weird because, again, the Pirates are obviously not a playoff team, but that game just with Judge hitting 60, after that happened, the crowd was in playoff mode, it felt yeah. like. Yeah. It really did. And I don't – and I, I'm pretty sure you've been to Yankee Stadium. I never have, but – that place feels like it just keeps all of the sound in for whatever reason. I don't know how. I don't I don't understand architecture that well, so I don't understand how it does it. But even through my TV, which I had on like 15 volume, I said, "Wait, what is my volume on? Do I need to turn this down?" And it was no, it was a madhouse for yeah. a random September game against the new uh, against the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's what Aaron Judge has brought to baseball as well as Albert Pujols with these guys were, I believe MLB Network announced yesterday that they are going to be live casting every single at-bat that they have the rest of the year, yeah. which is something that needs to happen. And now that we've talked about that, the second game before we came on here, I talked about Rowanzi Contreras and how well he pitched. Probably one of the weirder games that he's ever pitched. I mean, yeah. 10 strikeouts, six earned runs, whatever. Kind of expected. I had no faith in this team to win yesterday. What were your takeaways outside of the two grand slams that were hit and just the madness that was that second game? Yeah, Um, I agree with your thoughts about Contreras. I was impressed with his pitching, you know, um, and his his line is very similar to how Garrett Cole pitches sometimes where he'll strike out 10, but give up five earned runs or, you know, five earned runs on six hits. And, but he's still striking out 10 and not really walking people. And you're like, what the hell kind of a pitching line is this? And that was kind of similar to last night. Um, I was impressed by his slider. It was a slider, right? 
that I was looking at. Yeah. And I just was thinking to myself, man, I kind of wish the Yankees hadn't traded him because he's he's good. That's the he's really good. And if he can get his stuff together. Yeah, that you're going to have fun watching him for a while. Um, As for the rest of the game. (laughs) I just think it was funny that everyone was there for judge. He hits two doubles and people are upset. But when you think about it, those two doubles are helping his triple crown chances because it's keeping his batting average up, you know. So, yes, it's you want to see him hit 61, you want to see him hit 62, and you want to see him keep going. But you also want him to finish a game uh, two for four and do stuff like that. So I just thought that was funny that there were three home runs hit by the Yankees last night, two by, by Glaber Torres in the same inning, which was like... What? And Oswaldo Cabrera, of all people, hits a grand slam. And it's like, wow, okay. Things are kind of... The Yankees were very... Well, all right, they were really, really, really high up until about July. Then they really cratered. I was joking about this with someone else, where they were like the 98 Yankees for the first half, the 1990 Yankees for like a good two months, and now they're starting to pick things up just in time for the stretch run in the playoffs. And Yankee fans are kind of hoping that this keeps up and yes I realize it's the Pirates but I'm hoping that that kind of play where you see Judge hit his 60th home run and you think to yourself as a teammate we got to pick this guy up and win this game we got to start doing stuff and I think that's what kind of happened in that ninth inning and then it just kept rolling into the second game yeah and that that's the thing that I also think it's lost in translation about Judge's season is everybody doesn't realize that he's batting 317 He's not having a Kyle Schwarber season where Kyle Schwarber, albeit, is having a phenomenal year. Any other year, his ball. year is phenomenal. 40 home runs? Like, yeah. yeah. He's also batting like 230. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you think of a guy hitting 60 home runs, and I can't think off the top of my head what Roger Maris's average was that year, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I might be wrong here, and say it probably wasn't 317. Right. And it's just one of those things that I think also right before – I get more into this. I don't understand how people, and I, I get it. He's great. How can you vote for Shohei Otani as MVP this year? Right. Not only is Judge doing this, but his team is winning. Right. And before we get more into that, I want to let everybody know about Nugenics. And this was funny because before me and Stace uh, started recording this, she said, Ethan, you're going to have to read this one today. So I was like, okay, I will take care of it. <laughs> but Nugenics is... Pretty fun. You may recognize it from those uh, fun commercials on TV with Doug Flutie and Frank Thomas, who, may I add, look phenomenal for their age. Very phenomenal. And maybe that's because they use Nugenics. Well, you know, uh, feeling like you just can't get in shape, it's not your fault. As men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone also known as the man hormone, and it happens to every man and can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic and active. That's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production, what some have called the winner's hormone or the man hormone. Wouldn't it be nice to get that winner's edge again and that old swagger back in your step? Want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging? Well, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testafin, 
It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Because Nugenics Total T boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs, you'll feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive, and more passion too, and your partner will notice the difference. Nugenics Total T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC and can help re-energize your life and help you get back to the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior you used to be. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text MLB to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most popular fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast for absolutely free. So yes, text 231-231. Make sure you text MLB to that. And what? Well, where was I about? Aaron Judge MVP. Mm-hmm. How many stats is he in first place in in the American League right nearly now? All, nearly all of them, except for steals, basically. But Cedric Mullins is leading in steals, and he has thirty, or he had thirty as of yesterday. Mm-hmm. And Judge has sixteen. <laughs> yeah, the guy does not move like a six seven, two hundred and seventy some pound guy. He no. he does it. No. And I also found it funny that after the Pirates game, there was jokes all over pirates twitter about this that somebody said aaron judge looks like a wax figure of aaron judge (laughs) and it makes you think like i always think of the guys across baseball that i love that i wanted to like i just wanted them to play for the yankees for a year just to see them bareface right (laughs) and matt carpenter was one of those guys and i was like okay this is this is hilarious this is great one of the other guys was uh brandon marsh was one of them Mm. uh mike napoli was one of them. I know that's a weird little one to throw in there. And um, Pedro Alvarez was another guy because I thought Pedro Alvarez as a pirate was going to go to the Yankees after he left just because he would have worked perfectly at Yankee Stadium for how he was. But going back to Aaron Judge and his MVP stuff, I just don't I don't think he'll win unanimously. No, I do think there's going to be writers that are going to give it to Shohei Otani because the guy can pitch and he can hit. Even mentioning the name Shohei Otani gets you multiple more views on podcasts. So if you're starting a new podcast, just know. Throw Shohei Otani's name in all of your tags. Mention him once. You will get crazy views. But not only, like I said before, is Judge doing everything he's doing, having one of the arguable best seasons of all time. His team is winning. The Yankees, feasibly, with the way their schedule shapes up with all these games against the uh, AL East and then the Rangers that ended out, easily could win 100 games. They're 90 and 58. That means they probably have to go like 10 and 4 or 5 down the stretch. Yeah. Not not anything the Yankees can't do. Right. I just want to know what argument there is to be made that he shouldn't win MVP. There is no argument. I don't care. Is it just that he can't pitch? (laughs) Yeah. But if that's the case, then there's no point in having the MVP vote for as long as Shohei Otani plays. Then just give it to him every year and don't even bother. Kind of like the NFL's to... doing with Aaron Rodgers right now. Right. Anytime he has a really good year, it's like, oh, well, we have to give it to him. He's the reigning NFL MVP with a great record. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing about what Judge is doing, we talk, you talked about Kyle Schwarber. Schwarber has 40 home runs which would normally be unbelievable in a regular year. He's 20 behind Judge. Like, 
What? Like, that's insane. And this is a year where the balls aren't juiced, as far as we know. Maybe Albert Pujols's are, but no one else's balls are juiced. As a a Pirates fan, you cannot convince me that the balls that Albert Pujols is getting are not juiced right now. (laughs) I'm sorry, but before the the season started, everybody was like, there's no chance in hell that he does this. And he went on a tear for, like, what, a month straight where he had, like, nine home runs in 30 days, and everybody's like, oh, wait a second, he's actually kind of close. Yeah. And now and now it's very feasible for him to do the same thing, especially with him playing the Pirates the final six games of the year. So oh, that's it's, right, because he, yeah, I was looking at those splits, and I couldn't believe how many home runs he has against the Pirates in his career. That. That's amazing. And you, by the way, I know are more on 61 watch for his tie. And... It's something that I saw mentioned, and I believe you mentioned it, and I pray it doesn't happen. Oh. <laughs> the game is on Fox tonight against the Red Sox in Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. It's on Sunday on ESPN. Saturday, I believe, is the Ness and po- or the yes, yes Network. Any of those days to me would be fine right? for him to tie it. Even better for Yankees fans, because I want it to happen for you guys. I don't usually want things to happen for Yankees fans, but I want it to happen for you. Thank you. Have them hit 61 tonight on Fox and hit 62 on ESPN. Break the record on Sunday Night Baseball with a rod in the booth. That would be pretty nice for him. (laughs) God forbid he does this, and it's very possible, by the way, may I add, that Aaron... I believe his middle name is James Judge. Mm-hmm. Aaron James Judge could break Roger Maris's home run American League record on freaking Apple TV Plus on Friday night. Mm-hmm. There is a very big chance that it happens. One, because he's facing Rich Hill, <laughs> who has a 4.70 ERA, is a left-hander. How about and tonight? He- and he doesn't Thursday. do well. Yeah, he doesn't do well against Waka. So yeah, he doesn't do well against Waka. Mm-hmm. Do we really want to see Aaron Judge hit sixty-one on Apple TV Plus, which yeah. I recently found out apparently is free to view as long as you have an account. I didn't know that. Don't kill me. You see, my Steeler stuff is here. So yes, I have Amazon Prime. I was able to watch the game. I'm I'm able to watch it. It just feels wrong. Yeah. Though. Now, everybody will be like, well, the cameras would be great for him to hit 61 because the camera work is great. You'll get to see the 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 skin exposure on Judge as he's smiling as he hits 61. He needs to do it on cable national television. Yeah. I don't want him to do it on some random day. Like, ne- the next series against the Blue Jays, none of those games are slated to be on national TV. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of thing, and I said the same thing about pools. This is the kind of thing that needs to happen where some 75-year-old Yankees fan in the Bronx in his tiny little apartment or house with his his, kid, his grandkids can all sit down, turn the TV on to Fox, whatever the Fox station is up there, and watch Aaron Judge hit a home run that breaks or ties Roger Maris's record. Right. That's just how I feel. Right. And if it was like with Andrew McCutcheon, that's how I felt too when he had that – MVP season it was like okay we're on national TV a lot because McCutcheon is actually very much in this MVP race and people need to see him you didn't get to see him that often because it was the Pirates right this is different it's the Yankees this needs to be on national TV every single day because what will it do Stace it'll fix a dying sport yeah 
You wonder why the sport's dying? It's because people might have to tune into Apple TV Plus to watch one of the most long-standing records of all time that nobody ever thought would be beat, be broken. Right. That's my rant on that. And it's funny, too, because the Yankees were really trying to get MLB to change it and put the game back on yes, or put the game on yes for Friday, and MLB was like, no. (laughs) Now, you know what I would like to see? I would like to see your commentator in the booth on Friday night. I think there was a rumor about that. I don't know if he addressed... I think Kay addressed it on his show earlier today. I didn't see what he said, but... um, he was very diplomatic about it the other day because his co-host asked him what his feeling was if the record is broken on the Apple TV broadcast. And, you know, Kay can't come out and say, yeah, no, I'd be pissed because I want to make that call. I mean, Michael Kay has made a lot of... I want him to make that call. Yeah, Michael Kay is calls. iconic. He is, for me, I'm 23 years old. Michael Kay, to me, is the Yankees. Right. You think of what like anything that the Yankees have ever done in my lifetime, I think of him immediately. Yeah. That's like just like with right now with the Pirates booth, I think of Steve Blass and um Joe Block and all of those guys. That's who I think about when I think about the Pittsburgh Pirates. It would be criminal to me for anybody other than him to make that call because there it goes. He could say that for the entire time. Right. And everybody would be fine with it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can, and you know what else I would love? I'd love them to kind of pull from the Mariners thing that the Mariners did last year for their playoff push, or they had the commentator cam. I'd love them to get a, a camera on him as he's calling that call, like as he's making every judge at bat call. Yeah. I'd love to get a camera on him because that's something I think that people would eat alive. And that's going to go in the Hall of Fame. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I think yeah. everybody knows that by now. That call for him, because I'm just assuming it's going to happen unless Judge completely squanders it over the last couple weeks, which is I, I don't see happening unless he really is just like, okay, I, whatever. I'd rather, like, could you imagine, I'm just laying down all kinds of scenarios. This is the most fascinating thing in baseball to me right now. Could you imagine if Aaron Judge comes out, ties the record, and then says, I'm shutting it down for the postseason. He obviously <laughs> won't do that, but right. it would be iconic. And the, going back to his MVP thing, what I was hoping they would do last night since they were up by so much, I was hoping they were going to put Judge in as a pitcher. And, and then everybody would be like, well, he has a zero ERA now, so now what are you going to say? Yeah. He has a zero ERA and uh, through one innings pitched. It's better than Otani's ERA. Now you really can't say anything. Yeah. Um. When do you think he breaks the record, Stace? Ooh. I have a feeling he's going to do it against Rich Hill. Beltran yeah. said that on the post game on uh, Wednesday night because they were making predictions. Jack Curry on the Yes Network thinks he might break his streak against Michael Waka um, because he's 0 for 14 against Waka in his career. And mm-hmm. Curry thinks that judges do and that he might tie the record against Waka and then break it against Rich Hill. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I would love for it to be where he ties it against Waka and then hits it off some bullpen guy in, yeah. in a later inning. So, it'll be two. a trivia question. Who did Aaron Judge hit his home run off or number 62 off of? And it'll be like some rando in the, in the Red Sox bullpen, yeah. which it's very interesting to me as well because you look at We'll look at your series against the Red Sox. I know you're not talking about it that much on your side of things. Saturday, he's facing Pavetta. 
that one kind of feels a little weird to me. It's like, okay, that's like a 50-50. Like, he could probably do it against Pavetta. Yeah. Sunday gets really interesting to me. Because it's an ESPN game. Nestor Cortez is going to be on the mound, so I think he's going to pitch a gem. And he would be, and if he was to do it on Sunday, breaking the record, that is, mm-hmm. be against Braylon Bello or Brian Bello. Could you imagine him doing it against a rookie? <laughs> he would go back to Boston, and Brian Bello would end up literally just being the guy who gave up 62 to Aaron Judge <laughs> for the entire time that he's there. Yeah, and he could win five Cy Youngs, and he'd still be the guy that gave up sixty-two to Aaron Judge. That's what's so fascinating about all this to me. Is as a Pirates fan, the season's coming to a close. I'm enjoying watching O'Neill Cruz, Rodolfo Castro, and the whole bunch that's actually trying to do something. Yeah. So I have to find my happiness in other areas with baseball. This is argue, and I've never been so fascinated with anything in the Yankees in my entire life. <laughs> I'm fascinated with this. I'm like. This is fun. This is what baseball should be. Right. Oh, what day is he going to do it? Like Albert Pujols. I think he's still stuck at 697, right? I think 698. 698 now? Yeah. So, I mean, you're on Albert Pujols' watch now. Like, what pitchers is he facing? Who's he going to do it against? Like, is he going to do it in St. Louis or is he going to do it in New York? And that's the other thing that's weird is this is the opportune time for Judge to do it because then you get three games in Toronto and you're ending the season in Texas. Right. So you only have a select number of times to do it in Yankee Stadium. But do you plan on being at any of these games, Stace? Um, I was hoping to, but my brother got COVID, and I usually go to the games with my brother because I don't drive. I'm blind in one eye. No one needs me on the road, and it's easier for me to get to Yankee Stadium with my brother. So, no, I'm going to be home. I haven't. This is going to be the first time, and I'm going to age myself here, the first time since 1982 that I have not attended at least one game in a season if I don't end up going. I might try and get a ticket for the last series against uh, – they're playing Baltimore at home, I believe, uh, before they go to Texas. Yes, so uh, September 30th through yeah. August 2nd. Yeah, or gonna, October 2nd. I'm going to try. I, I have to. I can't not go to a I can't ruin the streak that I've had. That's 40 years of going to games. No, I can't ruin that. 